Welcome to the Notes for Notes podcast. We talk to interesting people about interesting things. In music. While also finding out interesting things about those interesting people. And their music. Confused? It's not that complicated. You see, the thing is... Yo, we gotta get back to it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm Tay. He's Cam, by the way. Hi. Hello. Hey. How are y'all? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. My name's Cam. Yeah, this nice is to meet Cam. you. Hi, nice to meet you. So we, I mean, we could just jump right in if you're ready. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we are here with Zoe Dominguez. Is this like one? We'll talk about like everything that I know and me personally that I know. But like, if you could just give us your story, your origin story, like of how you got into the music game and you know yeah. everything you've been doing. Yeah, so um, I've been, you know, a very musical person my whole life. My whole family is full of musicians. My parents were professional musicians, moved to Nashville to be songwriters. Um, but I was in a band, Queens of Noise, for the past five years. We started when we were 13. Um, we started as a Runaways tribute band. The Runaways were Joan Jett's original band. Yes. And we kind of progressed into writing our own stuff and... We played a lot of shows around Nashville. We did a couple of shows out of state. Uh, we even recorded something at Notes for Notes, our cover of Ain't Afraid by yes. those Islands. We did with y'all. Um, and then also just like on my own, I write a lot of solo stuff. Haven't gotten anything recorded yet, but hoping to do that soon. Um, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> awesome. And uh, you're doing um, college now, right? Yeah, Rhodes College in Memphis. Nice. Hmm. So Queens and Noise, who came to who to start the band? Yeah, so our lead guitarist, Robin August, she mm -hmm. she saw Joan Jett live um, mm. and was totally inspired, went home and researched everything about the Runaways and decided that she wanted to start a tribute band. Um, so she reached out to our bassist, Kira Cannon, and our other guitarist, Gwen Holly, first. Um, and then she came to me and I had known her for a really long time. So it was just perfect. Um, and then we, it's very hard to find all female musicians, especially teenagers who want to play rock music. So we actually put out a call on Facebook, uh, and found our drummer, Lola Cotillo. And that was uh, nice. That's how it started. However it works, I guess, you know, you just. Uh, I was I was in a band when I was in high school as well, a long, you know, really long time ago. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it was it was really just because we were already friends. And then we were like, yeah, we all like music. So we started playing music together. So I guess if it's if you don't have everybody yet, you kind of have to reach out like you like you guys did. Yeah, but we had to learn our instruments for the band because we were so young and like you know, neither of Gwen had played guitar like acoustically, um, but never any rock music. And Kira had never picked up a bass before. Wow. And I was a singer, but never any, I was like a theater kid. So never any kind right. of like rock music or anything. Uh, but yeah. How did you guys like come to strengthen your bond as a band? Yeah, well, I think I had known Robin August and I had known Gwen for like since we were kids um but yeah. Kira and Lola I didn't know at all so it was definitely like 
it did take us like a little bit at first to get super comfortable with each, with each other. But I think playing music is such a bonding experience just in general, and especially when you're doing it for other people, like it is a very vulnerable thing. So like that definitely made us get a lot closer, just playing music together so much. Um, and I think, you know, also just like being in middle school is the worst. And so doing that together and kind of all growing up together, we like watched each other change and grow. And like, it, it really is not to be cheesy, but like, it does feel like a little family, like we all grew up together. So I think that was definitely a huge part of it. The fact that we were so young. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, the fact that you were doing it together just made it a little bit easier, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I always say, like, the best form of therapy, I think, is just being in a rock band. Like, it is mm. so... I want every teenage girl to play rock music. I think it is so good for you. It's, like, such a great emotional release, and it's just... Yeah. Yeah. Well, since you do say that, I do have a question. What do you think you would be doing if you didn't, you know, start this band? Uh, I don't know. I ask myself that all the time. I would not be as sure of myself as I am. Or I, I don't think I would have any. Yeah, I guess I would still be doing theater. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I would be writing as much music as I am. now. Um, yeah, I don't even know. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> it's such a crucial part of who I am now. Um, yeah. I don't know. Sorry if that's a if that's a hurtful question. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings with asking that question. <laughs> I think like I think that question is always so kind of um like universally you know oh wow. Universally <laughs> like um impossible? No. <laughs> what's the what's rhetorical? It's mm. a, it's very yeah. universally rhetorical cuz it's kind of like you're kind of not supposed to know the there answer because, no like, the universe is just like you, you, you weren't sure of yourself. The universe was like, huh, well, here's this push, and now you are, you know, as sure of yourself as you were before. You know, you're a rock star, and that's awesome. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Thank so, you. So, so, um, Obviously, you guys did the Runaway songs, um, but and when doing like live shows, I know like they have a, a very extensive catalog. But did you guys ever perform like original like tracks or anything like that? Yeah. So our first couple shows, we pretty much only did Runaway songs. Well, we had this one really awful song called 2016, which we wrote about 2016 and there was a rap in it. It was not good. Ooh, who did the rap? <laughs> yeah. I did. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> um, so we played that. And then I think around like the end of my freshman year. So I guess it would have been like early 2018. Um, we started writing our own stuff, like actually. And like, mm. uh, because we were all writers, but we never wrote together. We never did it with the intention of Queens of Noise playing it. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, after that, we definitely transitioned into doing more of our own stuff, um, mm. which was super, super cool and super fun. And at first there was like a question of like, oh, well, should we do our own stuff? Cause we're supposed to be like a tribute band. Mm. Um, but I felt very natural. I think it was definitely like what felt right and what we needed to do. Cause 
yeah, it just I think it made us better musicians. So you so you like kept the name, but you transitioned over to more original pieces. That's like that's like perfect. I mean, and it was definitely still like Runaways inspired. Like yeah. that's why now we're more we call ourselves a Runaways inspired band because we were still like definitely taking their elements of like you know girl power i guess but also just like the grunginess that they have um but yeah um so had have you guys ever met anyone from the band uh we have talked to them over the phone Joan Jett's manager, so I I like to think it was Joan Jett, uh, sent us like a little care package of all of her merch. Oh, nice. That was really cool. That's wow. a big deal. And we'd like emailed Cherie Curry, who was the lead singer. Yeah. But okay. that, no, no physical contact. Shout out mm. to Cherie. She's a, they're all like so cool. We're trying to have, uh, we're trying to get Joan Jett actually on the podcast. Would you want to tell her something or ask her something anything. she changed the entire trajectory of my entire life and i love her and respect her so much and think that she is a wonderful human being who has impacted so many people um and that i respect her so much for all of the stuff that she had to put up with um and how i appreciate how much she did for women in rock music specifically um, because I know that that was really hard and somebody had to do it. And mm-hmm. I think she was the perfect person for that. Wow. Amazing. What a message. Um, <laughs> s- speaking on the topic of women in the music industry, being that it is a, not even to sugarcoat it, a predominantly male run industry, which kind of, you know, sucks because it should be it should be cohesive and i think it's shifting yeah I th- I, yeah it's definitely the narrative is definitely <laughs> changing the tide is definitely turning but like why do you think women of like any any genre are are hesitant to get into the industry uh, yeah i don't know if it's a hesitancy more of like a just a difficulty to get into it in the first place like and I mean there is definitely like a hesitancy with like oh how are people going to react to this like will I be as respected as I was before if I choose to do this like it I mean it is a very male-dominated industry it's hard to yeah to get into it without feeling like you're like selling a part of yourself as well like it's it it in some ways like there are definitely like dehumanizing aspects of it, like having to deal with gross sound guys or like, right. you know, venue owners who don't want to let you play. Um, it can just be hard to get into the scene. And I think now it's a lot better because there have been like so many movements, like with Riot Girl, to like mm-hmm. support female musicians mm-hmm. um, and help them get into the industry. But I think, you know, it's, there's not always a support system there. Um, and it can feel kind of alienating sometimes. Wow. So keeping on topic with that kind of piggybacking off of uh, what Kim was saying, the tide is definitely turning. So what would you like to see in the in the well, how would you like to see the music industry change in like the next year or the next five years? I think respecting women as artists, not because 
they are women and they're artists, but just because they're artists. Like, yes. with Queens of Noise, a lot we got was, oh, they're a teenage girl band. Like, ah. they're like, a, they're girl power. And I was like, yes, that is true. But also we can just be musicians. Artists. I don't know why our gender has to be such a crucial part of that. So I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the, it is important to acknowledge the gender aspect, but that doesn't need to be the reason why it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I I love I love that like answer, and I love that like philosophy about a lot of things. Like definitely, when it comes to just being a creative person in general, like. I hate it when like people try and put certain people in a box or certain like try and group one thing into like like you like you saying like oh they're a girl teenage man like nah bro we just we just out here doing music we artists we just are a band yeah, yeah we just yeah, a band sure. you know uh, what was your what was your favorite song to perform w- oh. when you were well, I was going to say, I think for me, if I was in the band, it would be Cherry Bomb. Just oh, personally. that one is good. <laughs> Cherry Bomb, it, it's so hype. I just, it's so, it's so hype. But like, yeah. what was yours? Yeah, Cherry Bomb is definitely one of them. That was also the first song we learned. So mm. it, I have like that emotional connection to it. Mm. Uh, that being one of the first songs we played. Um, but I think my favorite one. Uh, we did this cover of Double Daria by Bikini Kill. Mm. And it is just like, I almost Fire. want to stop crying when I listen to it now. It is <laughs> so powerful and so fun. Like, I love screaming. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nothing better, you know? <laughs> exactly. And it's just like such a release of like raw emotion and like, oh, but also Rebel Girl is also really fun because getting all of the girls to come to the front and dance with me is always so so fun and just like the way that they respond to it is always so cool um and it really just does feel like a moment of just like female connection um to that one Mm -hmm. but yeah i think i think double dairy is definitely my favorite
definitely singing right so you said you know you you do singing you you did i guess singing in plays and stuff like that as well um do you do any other instruments do you play any other instruments yeah i play guitar um and i i play piano but really it's just like i know chords um and then i i do play bass occasionally but i'm not good i'm like a guitarist that got demoted to playing bass <laughs> i'm not a bassist gotcha gotcha so i love asking people who who do like live performances obviously you probably do those more than you're in the studio i would think but i'm curious which one you like more since you do like both of them you know being in the studio does have its pros and cons i do think it's always fun uh but i definitely enjoy live performances more just like i get much more of an adrenaline rush and it's definitely more like a community moment um and it like it pushes me i feel like in in ways that being in the studio doesn't um but that being said it is always fun being in the studio especially the writing aspect i think is more uh, I really enjoy that. Can we talk a little bit about your experience uh, or the band's sort of experience at uh, the Notes for Notes studio when you did come through? Just sort of talk about, I guess, your experience for sure, um, being in the studio. We, um, first of all, I remember I was really sick, not with COVID, obviously, uh-huh. pre-COVID days. Um, <laughs> wasn't born yet. It wasn't born yet. <laughs> Uh, but I, on the recording, you can, my voice is a lot more gravelly than usual because I had a cold. So yeah, I've been there, but we, we did it all lot. We did it. The band did it all in one take. Yeah. I, if I'm remembering that correctly. Um, and we did, yeah. So we did it all together. And then what was difficult was that song. It starts with me singing. And so when we went back and we redid my vocals, we had to like do it over and over again to get me to come in at the right time with all of the mm-hmm. band. And we, it took so long. Um, and still, and still sometimes when I hear it, I'm like, oh, I didn't come in exactly when I was supposed to. <laughs> um, but it was really fun. The studio, that studio is cool. Yeah, for sure. You were at the East Nashville studio, correct? Yeah. 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 I don't think that was the first time you personally had been to the studio either because i believe well i don't know what year you had went with the band but i know in 2018 we all did a like a little performance over the summer yeah and i think that was the first time i had met you in person yeah and like i had heard you sing and i was like wow her voice is like crazy that was the first time i had uh, played in my solo stuff, like in front of an audience before mm-hmm. I just like filmed it. So that was a really, that was important to me too. So that was cool. So opposite of history, 
uh, what what do you think about future? So what what is what does the future of Zoe look like? Yeah. Yeah. Whew. I don't know. Freshman year of college, man. It's time to figure it out. <laughs> um, right now, I definitely still I'm trying to get involved in the Memphis music scene. I'm thinking I might try to start a band here. Uh, Queens of Noise is definitely we're going to do something when we're back all together. Mm. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then, yeah, just like I want to keep writing, want to record some of the stuff I write, find people to play it with. Um, and then also might be a civil rights attorney. So, oh, hey, hey. So that's what I'm here for. So. Wow. Political yeah. science. Yeah. Um, well, I know that's one outlet. And the question that I was going to ask is like, what other like outlets besides music would you be interested in getting in? Like as far as like creating, you know, like fashion or anything like that, would you be interested in doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm super involved. I love fashion so much. Like thrifting is like one of my main hobbies, which is probably not good, but um, <laughs> uh yeah fashion i love um i love like making like little videos and editing like of my friends and then editing them yeah uh, that's just like a like a extra creative outlet uh, we're not we're not talking tiktoks though right no, no. Oh, no. okay no. No. it's different than tiktok <laughs> yeah little little eye movies um gotcha. and then i love making zines too i think Water. like little handmade collages and zines mm. oh cool i'm not familiar with that word right we're yeah, this old is the first time i've ever heard that <laughs> what yeah yeah i've never been zined before so <laughs> yeah yeah they're basically they're like little little magazines that you fold you can make them yourself out of paper and you make a collage on them and then you unfold it and you copy it and you fold it back up again, and you can make a bunch of different copies and hand them all out to your friend. What? That's tight. That's pretty That's interesting. Tight. You might have to. You might have to. Yeah, get into see. it. We'll have to see one of these. Yeah, sure. have to. Yeah, you might have to send us some. Uh, yeah, some of those zines. Yeah, I don't know. If it'll be my thing. I don't know. If yeah, I'll do I, 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 my hands are too, you know, <laughs> not flexible enough for that. So how how is it transitioning out of like the queens and noise and you know, being, you know, just Zoe. Not, well, not like... Being solo. Yeah, you know, being solo. So like going, yeah. for now, for now. <laughs> but, you know, because I know you said you guys are definitely going to be doing stuff in the future, but, like, what was it, like, tr like transitioning out of that, like, saying goodbye to everyone? F temporarily. <laughs> pretty sad. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty sad. Um, it's still very weird to know that I'm not going to be, I guess COVID kind of eased me into it because we did have that big long break. Um, but then thankfully we got to play two more shows before, before I came here. Um, but I, I do miss, I miss the Nashville music scene a lot. I'm the Memphis, Memphis music is cool. It's really, it's, it's got a very rich history. Um, but I'm, I'm struggling to find the rock music scene here. Uh, I'm sure I'll find it, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's very strange to not be playing with the people that I was playing with for five years all of a sudden, and to know that I'm not really going to be doing that for a little bit. But I'm also excited to, you know, like try stuff out that I've never really explored before, like 
definitely I love punk and I love rock but I'd also like to see you know like my songwriting style is very different from that and I want to see what that would be like to get a band behind some of my stuff so yeah I'm excited for that so we talked about what's next where would you like to see your career after like after college or maybe even during college like would you want to be doing like still doing live performances or small venues or stuff like that like solo like like um singing your own stuff at like doing live stuff i mean yeah i mean basically you said it like i would i'd love to just play anywhere i can um I, I also kind of love the idea of, cause really what I, I feel very like, I feel that I'm a pretty solid songwriter. I feel, I, I love doing it and I think, I think I'm I pretty good at it. And I would honestly love a future where I just write songs for other people and let them play them too. I think that'd be, that'd be super sick. Um, but yeah, playing, I do love live performances. It does, it does keep me going. So definitely getting to do that time would be just amazing i know we talked a little bit about style but how would you describe your music style because i know we talked about queens and noise it's very rock it's punk it's metal it's powerful hmm. what how, how would you describe your own solo style yeah i mean i guess i hate using this word but i think it's like it's like singer songwriter indie Ooh, i don't love it cool. oh what a word <laughs> but i yeah i mean it's very much like influenced by the music that my parents listened to a lot when i was growing up which was stuff like ani defranco and the indigo girls um so and Joni mitchell who's a huge influence on my own stuff um so yeah i mean it's very it's like a lot more emotional and a lot more uh like like in a in a sad way. I was going <laughs> to say, it's not lonely, is it? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Oh, also Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Shouts out to Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have some T-Swift in yeah. here. T-S, you know. So, aside from Taylor Swift, who... Because <laughs> I know it's going to be an answer in this question. Who, Who's on your playlist right now? Like, who are you bumping in your dorm room? Um, I've been listening to a lot of a Tribe Called Quest. Yes. I love them. They're amazing. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of them. I've listened to the Beastie Boys a lot recently. Um, Diggable Planets is a band I just got into. They're so sick. Um, who else? Also, like, a lot of, like, homey, crunchy music that makes me feel, like, warm and safe, like James Taylor and John Denver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You into uh you into jazz? Yeah. Putting I'm putting you on right now. This song, Georgia on my mind. Write it down. It's so good. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It like it's got brass. It's got the it, it 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 speeds up over time, but like it speeds up in like a like a very like high widow high like whoa. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's, it's an organic speed up. Georgia on my mind. Anyone listening, Georgia on my mind. It's so good. Shout out to Georgia. <laughs> Shout out to Georgia. Because Georgia's on my mind. Mm. Did you did you guys do any um, touring when you were 
when you were in the band? What yeah. was that like? <laughs> it was really fun. I don't, we call, I call it a tour because I think it sounds cool, yeah. but it was, it wasn't really a tour. It was like four or five shows. It was so small. It was like a mini tour. You know, it's a start. Which was good because it was like, it was our first one and we were going, I think we were, we had just ended our sophomore years of high school. So like a pretty, it's, I think that was a good way to start. Um, it was really fun. Like our drummer, her dad had an RV. Um, and so he drove it and Robin August's mom came with us and we went up to Ohio and uh, Indiana and yeah and it was so fun it was really cool to just like see the other music scenes outside of nashville i hadn't ever really been exposed to any rock scenes outside of nashville so it was really cool to see that in other places um is there anything that you would like to say to any young female artist who wants to get into the music industry or even not gender specific, just any artist. Any artist. There <laughs> any it, young you know artist, what? Yeah. There, you know, hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick. Hold on. But uh, let me apologize. That was very hypocritical of me. That is crazy. Wow. Wow. Yo, I am so. We forgive you. It's okay. Yo. We forgive you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me, let me rephrase the question. Is there anything you'd like to say? to any young artists out there that is who is trying to get into the music industry? Yeah, um, I would just, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna answer both. Um, okay. I would, so just for artists in general, I think even if you feel like you are being annoying, put yourself out there as much as humanly possible and bug people and ask people to let them, to let you play at, their venue or their house show or wherever because I promise you are not being as annoying as you think you are and <laughs> it's really not that big of a deal if they say no to you and you can keep asking afterwards <laughs> because <laughs> that is I think Robin August is so amazing at getting people to say yes <laughs> and <laughs> that is a big part of why we were able to play as many shows as we did is because we were not really scared of if of people saying no so I think that is definitely the way to get yourself into it and then for any female artists um I mean it's gonna be harder than it will be for your male counterparts um but I promise that you are just as talented and just as worthy and I believe in you <laughs> well, all right Tony I will let you get back to the college life and you keep practicing guitar and stuff like that and be down to hear whatever. Thank you so much. Of course. See you later. Good to talk to y'all. Bye. Awesome. See you. Mm, I wonder if everyone enjoyed that uh, that podcast as much as uh, I, Jeff Goldblum, did. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but now it's time to... Uh, Transition to a conversation, but with who? Yes, it's Matthew Lewis Moses Drake.
here you are. Chase, here I am. Yeah. Is this is this like a good setup? Because I'm thinking yeah. maybe going out to like I don't know. There's like one other place I could go, but I'd have to wear a mask. Well, could I'm you like, just show us more of the view? Or <laughs> nah, wow. yeah. this isn't my room, so it's not like authentic or whatever. But yeah. Awesome, that's cool. That's really cool. That's a cool spot. Where are you at right now? Uh, I am in the 160 Mass Ave dorms at Berkeley College of Music. Berkeley. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Here. There we go. Um, so I guess we'll just dive right in. Yeah. Um, so we are here with, I would consider one of my favorite people like uh, ever to like work with what? like just in life in general just because like you're so cool and so talented and Thank just you. like just you know a good energy to have around like mm -hmm. always we're here with the lovely man with legend matthew lewis drake what an intro you know? yeah that was great thank you <laughs> all right everybody <laughs> clap it up <laughs> so we'll, we'll, kind of, we'll put a clap track for it but um uh, just starting off you are the guest. Give us your origin story, your backstory. story. Yeah, so I'm Matthew, Matthew Drake. Uh, I play piano. I am at Berkeley College of Music right now for piano. I think I'm going to major in composition. That's what I'm thinking right now. Um, been playing piano for a long time. Started when I was like a little kid. Took lessons through middle school and high school. Uh, yeah. I sing, I listen to music, I compose a lot of music, um, and I perform some music, a lot of jazz. Yeah. I don't um, know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and people don't know this because it hasn't come to the public yet. Right. We work together. Yeah. Like, we have. For like, Ages. For, yeah, I, I think why. for like a, it was like a whole year of a whole year yeah. of doing stuff. I'm working on this yeah. album that I'm in the process of like doing stuff with it. Tight. Um so what age did you start playing piano? I started playing piano maybe at like four or five. Uh I think it was like yeah, because I started lessons in first grade, so I was like six. But then I was playing before that. What so, made that the um, what made yeah. that the instrument of choice for you? Um, I think it's just because we had one in the house, so there was one there for me to like use whenever. Uh, yeah, that's a really good reason. Yeah, just yeah. kind of grab. Yeah, you just so gravitate just towards the, yeah, the things that you're around. Yeah, it's in the house. There's, the drum set right. there. You gotta play the drum set. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, no, never play the drum set. <laughs> I know that like piano is like your baby, but is there mm -hmm. any other instrument that you would like to play or that you've like tried playing or just like mm -hmm. yeah? So I don't know. I don't know if voice counts, but that's yeah. that's something that's that's like pretty pretty close to where piano is because I've also been doing that for a long time. Um, and then I don't know. I just recently started playing bass. Uh, and working on guitar a little more. That's really fun. I think I like bass a little more than guitar. But yeah. yeah, that's been good. Um, so I want to talk about Berkeley 
before yeah. like before we talk about like the college like I know like towards the when we were both in our senior year I came to you in August like the mm-hmm. start of our senior year yeah we were talking about like the about like the college life and I know you had always said you wanted to go to Berkeley and like mm-hmm. in the process of working like yeah. on the album together we kind of I always kind of, you know, asked about like how's how's this how's the audition process going? Could you talk uh, a little bit about well, not even a little bit, just like give us a deep dive on like what that process was like because it seemed like <laughs> the, it took the same amount of the audition was, process. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> so I actually wasn't really planning on going to Berkeley at all, or like I, I wasn't even really looking into it until I did their five-week camp, uh, summer of 2020. And then through that, you can audition for the school for like the next, like the next year, the year after, yeah. Um, And so I just kind of did, I wasn't originally going to do the camp and then I definitely wasn't really going to audition, Uh, but then I did because I could. And then uh, I got in and like, I heard about that in like November. That's when I got my results or whatever. And then I sort of didn't accept for a while because I also wanted to apply to other places. So I, I did Juilliard and I did Mississippi State. Uh, yeah, and so that took up a few months of stuff. I did Harvard too. <laughs> so did, did you have to turn down some other colleges? Uh, I did have to turn down uh, my acceptance to Mississippi State, which was kind of sad because like, that's yeah a lot of people from nsa go there and like bodie bodie dodson yeah bodie shouts out to bodie Bodie, yeah (laughs) he's going there shamari's going there he's playing too or something yeah so i know you said that barkley was definitely not like your first choice Mm -hmm. but what um what was sort of like your your initial like plan after high school yeah like the Berkeley opportunity came along yeah so I was actually thinking of majoring in like uh going to school for maybe astrophysics or like pure math or just regular physics or something I'm still interested in that um and so I was thinking of maybe doing like Vanderbilt that was I was really considering Vanderbilt because they have Blair their whole music program and they're really good um yeah I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was very torn. Um, so then I, I just applied to a bunch of places. I didn't get into a lot of them, but then after like looking into them more, I realized that I didn't really want to. So yeah, Berkeley sort of ended up becoming my first choice, which is really cool because I already am. <laughs> yeah. The cool yeah. thing about school is it'll always be there, you know? Mm-hmm. So right. you can, I mean, you can always get into, you know, the physics and everything else um maybe after you go through your time at berkeley right yeah my plan right now is to maybe see if i can like work with another school and do like math stuff with another school but that's going to be a lot of work because i also have a lot of things that i want to do here that are going to take up a lot of time so i don't know yeah so we went to as as you stated, National School of the Arts. Yeah. It is a arts high school. I kinda I kinda like to uh say that it's 
uh, for people who watch the show Victorious, it's like Hollywood on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it is it's very much like that. But um, my question is, what is it? What is it like transitioning from one art school that's you know kind of, I guess I would say not necessarily stricter, but like definitely there are more like rules in place because it's it's a high school, obviously, as opposed to transitioning to a college where there's definitely more freedom, but it still has that art aspect. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's a pretty good question. Mm -hmm. I, I think one thing I've noticed a lot is like how I interact with other people like as a as a musician or whatever I feel like at NSA I didn't play a lot of music with other people because that just like wasn't really a thing that like NSA sort of it just like was yeah it was like a, a different setting but now here I can go like I've been going to uh some of the ensemble rooms like every night pretty much and just like sitting in there for hours playing with whoever <laughs> well it's just like everybody you could play with is good right yeah that too that too yeah. yeah a lot of really good people that's awesome are there people yeah. that just like dance around the halls and stuff like that or does that not happen too much <laughs> there's not not a ton of dancing but it does happen that's it's not like a, it's not like a movie i guess that's what i always envisioned I, yeah that might, that, that'd be, be like, cool yeah or like college musical you know not high yeah. school musical I'm gonna, ask, I'm gonna ask like a weird question, but I'm okay, also I'm gonna ready. try and I'm also try and tie it in, and I'm then I'm mm-hmm. gonna shut up and let Kim speak because he's okay. very you know. <laughs> cool. um, so speaking of people who go to Berkeley, I know Robin August goes yeah. there, yes. um, and yesterday we just had Zoe Dominguez on the podcast really and i asked we're we're doing this thing where we like to have our prior guest ask a random question to the guest that we have that's oh that's cool yeah then with them not even knowing who the guest is but we, yeah. i just told her because we knew we were gonna have you and yeah we we're all connected in a right, way right 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 yeah. school uh-huh. so the question from zoe dominguez is <laughs> off topic but still, okay if you could be a fast food bathroom which fast food bathroom would you be <laughs> tough that's really tough that's re- that's a good question uh There's no wrong answer. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes, there is. Yeah. There's one pretty wrong answer I'm thinking of. Yeah. Because yeah. I already um, know I'm taking out Taco Bell. I'm yeah. taking out McDonald's. I, uh-huh. I say Burger King. That's me personally. I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe like Chick Fil A. Yeah. I feel like you know, they, never... they take they take pretty good care of their bathrooms. Okay. I don't like them very much, but. Yeah, I have never been. Probably... Well, their bathrooms are watched over by God too. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. Every Sunday, you know, every yeah. Sunday <laughs> they have the blessed bathroom. They have a, they have the luxury of being off a day. Their bathroom. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess yeah. Chick-fil-A wow, is definitely. I never thought of it. 
What about you, Kim? What would you say? It's the first time I've ever heard this question. I mean, I like Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is, I feel like that's it. That's a good spot. You know, somewhere, somewhere with light food. It's like Subway. You know? Yeah. Oh, I never thought about Subway. But is Subway fast food? That's a good question. Is it considered like Subway is a assembly line type? Like Subway is like cafeteria. <laughs> or a cafeteria. Yeah, that's like a cafeteria. No, like seriously. Yeah. Like, it's assembly line food. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, so is like almost like a well. Okay. Well, because so, I would so say I Chipotle, Chipotle is yeah. kind of, but yeah, but Chipotle is simply line and drive through. Mm-hmm. Wow, we got really deep into this. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> There's a science. <laughs> oh, well I, well, I guess a Chipotle bathroom wouldn't be as bad because I feel like Chipotle doesn't really get a lot of people. Oh, no, 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 yeah. Taco place. Oh, oh my gosh. You don't want to go. All right. There. Anyway, tying this back in. Yeah. Matthew, what's your favorite food? Favorite food? Um, okay. I'll, These, I'll I used piggyback to make... off of that after you. <laughs> yeah. This. Okay. Um, I love a good, like a really good sandwich, perhaps on a bagel. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I make I'm the just... best. <laughs> I make the best breakfast bagel sandwich. No, I make the best breakfast bagel sandwiches. I'm sorry. Hey, if you guys wanna, if you guys wanna each make one, you can compare. It yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll taste it. I'll ship it across, across the country to you. You know, whenever you're back in town. <laughs> yeah. Can, I'm actually pretty hungry, but catch me outdoors. Right yeah. To, <laughs> we might have to end this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, my question is picking that piggybacking off of that. How does food affect your music? Ooh. Wow. Okay. Because I feel like if I'm like if I'm having like a good meal, I'm like let me, let me make a I'm gonna make a hit. <laughs> you never yeah. know. Yeah. Like yeah. Like what kind okay. of what kind like, of foods? Uh, what kind like, of foods help you? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Right. I guess there are like three different ways that food can sort of affect me. So I guess like. Physically, if I eat something that makes me feel gross, like actually sick, I'm not going to want to make very good music. Right. Uh, then I think if I ate, if I ate something like, like something that I really like, like the bagel sandwich, like the bagel sandwich, I would be like, yeah, this is, I could I could play some some pretty good chords right now in a happy place. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then like I think also if I ate something that's like really familiar to me or like nostalgic from my childhood or something then i could also be like that, that could sort of spark mm. spark something maybe mm. i hope that was a good answer yeah i think i yeah handled that pretty well <laughs> yeah i know for a fact if i'm like hungry or something i'm not like i'm not gonna be on on my a game especially when i'm in the studio because sometimes you know? I feel like my body sort of goes into this survival mode right. though, where I'm just like, no, I have to make this so that way I can go get some food. But then again, like uh, we kind of we kind of build different because all we all we really need when we go into the studio is like some drink. Like I'll come in with like a Arnold Palmer. I yeah, dude, like I got one of those today. 
Which and Arnold Palmer really just drank one. Like, yeah. isn't it the best drink? It's ever? so good. I got is... the, the the Arizona one. Yes, that's yeah. literally wow. the shout, out so shout out to Arizona. Shout out to Arizona. Yeah, for real. Yeah, support us. We'll do a jingle for you. For real, we'll do a yeah. jingle. Yeah, <laughs> we've been doing we've been doing jingles for like everyone yeah. that like is close to shout out to all the dude i'm i once i once made a jingle for almond breeze <laughs> i was gonna ask you have you done like any sort of things like Not, that where you no i have well that was that was for fun uh-huh, that was for sure that was a, a leisure jingle uh <laughs> and it's really funny <laughs> i just i don't know what like I don't know why. Did you get inspired? I don't know why I did, did that. Did you drink I some I, almond yeah, breeze? Yeah, actually, yeah, that's exactly how it happened, I think. I was like, I was, we were getting some really gross type of almond milk for a while, and I was like, this, this is so bad. And then we got almond breeze, and I was like, this is it's good. This is Fire. like, it's not only good, but I think this is the best. Was it was it the vanilla flavor? Yeah, it was the oh, it was the, gosh, or, so I, yeah, that's it was either the, the the vanilla or like the original. Yeah, uh, those might be. The, I don't know. The one, the, the, one. the one that was kind of sweetened. It's like, this is it's kind of good. When I'll tell you what, they do have a chocolate flavor, it. and it's. Um, I haven't. I haven't tried it. Tried I should. It. You know, I'm. I'm a. I'm a part of that. I'm a part of that weird group that actually likes strawberry milk. I think strawberry milk is actually pretty good when it's like okay. super cold. <laughs> Are you judging <laughs> me right now? Uh, <laughs> I don't know no. if I had strawberry. <laughs> His tone changed. No, I'm done judging. <laughs> All right, finish. yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm a part of that group. Like, like elementary school, middle. It, it really took form in middle school. I was just like, let me just try this. So I had the chocolate milk. I don't like regular milk at all because it's terrible. And Not anymore then, for me. Too. Yeah, I tried the strawberry milk, and I was like, yo, this is actually fire like what i've been like missing out like yeah apple juice the grape juice was cool but they like come in the little square like the the small and they're frozen most of the time which is great it's like i gotta get the class so let me just chug this strawberry milk and it's gonna be fire and i'm not gonna put it in cereal i'm just gonna drink it and milk is usually to be drinking so yeah um so going back to you sort of composing being a composer right Mm -hmm. um are there some things that you would like to compose for like are there certain things that you would like to you know do piano for or you know write a whole i don't know symphony for what what exactly do you like to yeah so do you mean like what like types of groups i'd want to compose for like yeah i mean it could be like like big band or something or do you mean like yes or like like for what other medium or is that yes like video games or okay cool yeah yeah something i really i've i'll answer the first one first so i've been think okay so for my juilliard application i wrote this string piece and that was really cool. I, I, I that was the first time I've done something like that, and I really, really liked it. So I'm thinking of doing that again. Um, something I want to do, I think my next thing might be a, a choral piece. Um, and I'm going to be like, yeah, I have all sorts of different. I, I have this one, like, I've been working on this sort of harmonic, this, like, sort of concept about um, the theory related to like uh, major and minor keys and how they relate to their parallel and relative major and minors. 
uh, mm -hmm. how you can move uh, between them in different directions and approach a key center from like different sides of major and minor stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. And I want to see, like, just like mess around with different ways that I can work with that. Uh, Make it come to life, yeah. Yeah, just like yeah. kind of experiment a little bit. And I think a choral piece would be like a cool way to do that. It's got cool sounds. Yeah, that's that's cool. It's kind of like cool. <laughs> you're making you're making your own sort of your own thing up, and then yeah. you're using that method, right? Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, because I mean, not not only would that benefit you, of course, because mm -hmm. you know you're you're learning how to do this certain thing a certain way, but it could also be cool for you to maybe eventually like teach others, you know. Um, yeah. in a certain way maybe we could use it in the studios with the younger kids you yeah know what I'm man honestly yeah. like like really i love what you do not only just because like i've like watched you get better and better and better and better and better yeah. like as time goes on i remember like through <laughs> sophomore year playing you know favorite you already know been in type of rock modern offense yeah oh my god you know, every single time he played it like I would get like hype and it's not even like a hype song. I'd be like, yeah. oh my God, like as soon as it started, the dun, dun, you know, if y'all ever get a chance yeah. to hear this man play, you know, if you're lucky. I like, I just need you to send me a recording of you doing that just so I, I can just like, I need to I need to get that back up to performance man performance ready. Level. Man, like you ain't seen it. No. Yeah, yeah. I like I've let him listen this, to the original piece, but like yeah. when Matthew plays, it's crazy. Like watching my guy's fingers, like it's it's wild. Yeah. It's like your fingers, your yeah, fingers like, just skate on the keys. Literally, bro. Like there's this part where it's like it's crazy, you know. Yeah. Like I could talk about it for hours, but like um, what I was saying was, I think it's cool that you're kind of you know leading the way for the 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 younger generation who aren't really into the pianos and the guitars and the just the all-around like live like instruments that you would normally see because i mean i think it's cool that we're getting a lot of producers and stuff but i think we should still never stray away from where we came from and i like that you are kind of the the example that you know I look at that that it's just like he still is in love with like the classical stuff like mm -hmm. and I love like classical music and I think that is really cool that we have someone you kind of a part of like the the group that is like um you just you're open to everything kind of yeah you know I, yeah. I really I commend you for that. Oh, um, thanks. I I want to talk about the Berkeley life. So, what is it like meeting new people who were who've been there maybe, or just yeah. like getting there, or like what is the what is the what's the friend making was, stage of college? Yeah. Okay. Uh, or in so, art school. Right. Right um yeah so it, it's it was kind of weird at first because you had so many like everybody's trying to meet people um and like after a while it, it was strange because you sort of feel like you're just having the same 
encounter with people over and over again because mm. uh so yeah so it would you'd like go up to someone and you'd be like oh what's your name and you'd be like oh so um and he's like oh where are you from uh and then it's like what's your what's your principal instrument uh and then you say like oh what kind of music do you play yeah. And then you say, oh, we should jam sometime. And then that's like it. And so that's I've the had script. That, that's this. Yeah. I've had that conversation with so many people, like so many people. Yeah. yeah. Right. Did you ever start off, start off the conversation with we should jam sometime? And then I have. Yeah, <laughs> it's happened. It's you happened switch before. it up. You improv, yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it's that's how I met like most of my close friends here was like uh at a jam one night they just kind of walked in uh and they were like let's jam i was like great okay so we played a bunch of music and then <laughs> after playing a bunch of music we we're like oh like who who are you <laughs> yeah that's awesome just like yeah. you sound awesome bro what's your name what? yeah I'm like we've been playing all night i told you it was like steve like four hours ago yeah i never heard that Dude, there oh. is a Steve here, and he is very good at drums. He's... <laughs> that, this that, is... That's happened to me with Steve. Yeah. Shout out to Steve. This is shout a... out to Steve. Yeah, shout out to Steve. For real. This is a very. Um, I feel that this is a very awkward question to ask, okay. but I, I feel really... that it's a, it's something that that needs to be asked because yeah. it is a art school, and everyone there is there because of their you know uniqueness yeah um okay does it ever feel does it ever feel i know you've only been there for a short period of time but still been there for a while you kind of meet the energies of different people does it ever feel competitive in in some in some places yeah so that really depends on who you spend time with so mm. something i've noticed um is that it most people don't really have that sort of outlook on things which is really good uh you have like there are a lot of very mature musicians here uh and that's great and it's more people than you'd expect um but there are definitely you can definitely find people um mm who just have an outlook on music and life that just isn't i don't know not not my thing you, you if you if you go yeah. looking for it you can find people to compete with yeah. um but just like most of the time people are just like here to learn um and in jams people are there to have a good time yeah i was gonna say those Shout people probably stay away from the jams yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 pretty good so, yeah gotcha um so yeah yeah back back to i guess the question that we had before um would you be into like doing video game stuff or i guess yes. like you know i games? yeah i almost had a video game scoring experience wow. and it didn't it didn't work out but i did get to write i like had the experience of writing for a video game because like I did some of the, like I did some songs like I did demos for some of the songs and so like I got to look at the little like demos of the 
of the game, like what the it's gameplay tight. looked like, what the different, yeah. like what the stages look like. Uh, yeah. Got to talk about like how to do transitions with different, uh, just like all sorts of things, like with different, like how to, like when you go from this part of the map to this part of the map, like how do you make these songs work and like mm-hmm. what should that transition be like? Um, yeah, it was really cool to be given a like visual sort of source of inspiration yeah um and then but but it's like you sort of get that with film but it's like with video games it's more because it's also like an interactive experience so you're given like a Mm. interactive visual experience and then you get to like interpret that in music or add to it with music yeah uh which is which is really cool and i liked the like two songs that i wrote (laughs) for it yeah that's awesome yeah so we got the opportunity to talk with um, Tina Gal. Who uh-huh. We got the opportunity to talk to Tina Gal. Uh-huh. She is a cellist. She right. has yeah. done uh, a lot of scores for you know um, video games like Call of Duty Black Ops Two. She mm-hmm. did the uh, Wonder Woman theme with uh, Hans Zimmer. Um, Whoa. I <laughs> I say that to say like she came up like doing a lot of metal and stuff. She was influenced by those type of things. Um, mm-hmm. What were sort of I know like classical music is definitely one, but what or other sort of like influences were you know around you sort of like brought up when you were like brought up that kind of influenced not only your piano playing taste but also your music taste in general Mm -hmm. so is that do you mean that specifically about like what i wrote for that game or just like in general with how like what i play now yeah just compose now like how do you feel like your taste has like either you know has it changed or has it stayed the same yeah so that's like a that's a really hard question um Yeah, so weirdly enough, I think when I like just starting out with music when I was like very, very little, um, I think one of my biggest influences was like folk type music, honestly, because at the middle or like the elementary school that I went to, we did a lot of folk oriented music. Um, and so I was like very much immersed in the pentatonic scale (laughs) which was cool um yeah and so then over time uh I I, like did a lot of classical stuff I was playing a lot of classical stuff on piano um so then I sort of developed an ear for like that that type of harmony um and then like moving into high school I started listening to more like just straight ahead jazz uh and then now since then um god this is such a hard question uh i sort of started not really not really putting them together um but sort of composing like pieces uh when you've heard them i think like kind of they're like kind of they've got like the form uh like aspects of form and style taken from like classical 
classical pieces and then um, like harmony and melodic and phrasing concepts taken from more contemporary styles of jazz. What's up everybody, it's Chef T. When I'm not making signature dishes like my bacon macaroni and cheese pie on a stick, here you go. I usually opened up my 80s themed laptop on my downtime to get into Notes for Notes Digital. Notes for Notes Digital is changing the digital era. Producers and youth get to join hand in hand and work on a digital video chatting application while also working on a digital DAW to create music digitally. This digital program is free, easy to use, helpful, and full of a community of collaborators. Almost like a digital cooking team. If you want to know more about these Notes for Notes producers, Notes for Notes artists, or Notes for Notes employees, or Notes for Notes in general, you should probably go to notesfornotes.org slash notesfornotes. You don't have to put the slash notes for notes, but you should still check out the website. Well, I gotta go back to flipping burgers. So, later. I talked about uh, Tina because I feel like you guys are very similar in a sense that she grew up playing classical uh, and as like as she like sort of got on her own she kind of started listening to you know metal and she kind of she does both now which i feel like mm -hmm. is kind of similar to what you said you kind of took the things that you grew up listening to and the things you found on your own and kind of fused them together um what sort of also I'm talking about um uh video games and music and stuff like that were on that uh, subject um transitioning over movies what sort of genre are you looking for when it comes to composing and also what genres do you like that sort of influence your, you know, your ear. Yeah. So I, I have done like barely any film scoring. I haven't really looked into that much at all. I know I'm interested in it, but that hasn't really like, yeah, been enough of a thing for me to really be able to answer that question very well. I think it'd be fun to write for, um, What is the word? It's uh, like the the horror movies that are like scary, but not they're scary because they're scary like to thriller? think about. No, it's like the what is like the, a like, like a, a like comedy a, thriller. No, it's like the <laughs> <laughs> something. Um, why can't it's like like hereditary or um psychological that's it psychological, psychological thriller thriller that yes that yes. Yeah. yeah i think that'd be really interesting to write for um like inception. I think, yeah <laughs> you can mm -hmm. be um i i think a lot of the elements of the kind of music that i play now which has been a lot of like very free kind of sort of jazz um but mixed with other styles i am getting more into like atonal things uh and working with 
non like 1220 equal temperament tuning systems uh i think there is like a lot to be said with that style in the psychological horror context i think that'd be cool um and then also i i'd be interested in just writing for like um just like a <laughs> regular drama or something just like yeah. something a little more straightforward like um i don't know i kind of want to write for a movie with uh timothy Chalamet in it i knew you were gonna say something dude like that. I, he's I yeah, all it. the movies he's, he's in are just so like i don't no. know yeah i um i was gonna say i think that you i would love to see what you would do um to a coming of age like movie yeah i feel like okay. that would be very interesting just because just because your taste is so i i feel very advanced and like coming of age movies are a surface level they kind of seem yeah very simple but like they have a lot of like layers because right they're literally coming of age like my favorite coming of age movie is adventureland but surface mm-hmm. level it seems very simple but like the yeah. story is very cool so well, I, I, like, I do I yeah I, I definitely see what you mean I'd be interested in in, in looking at that because I, I think specifically with coming of age movies you have a lot of freedom mm-hmm. and a lot of opportunities to mess around with like theme stuff mm-hmm. uh, and like with like that overarching idea of like development already being in the plot itself mm-hmm. hearing that in the music could be like pretty good pretty cool <laughs> yeah. It can yeah. be almost sort of experimental in a way because you're maybe you're growing along with the movie, you know? Yeah, with, absolutely. With, with the scoring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So listening to you talk about what you would like to be doing in the future, like composing and stuff, it sounds like you want to spend a lot of time in a studio like a music studio for sure would you ever uh like to and i'm sure this is probably a no-brainer if it's a composing but like would you ever be interested in doing live live performances that yeah was so i'd i'd actually say that that's what i want to do more i'd yeah. say that just doing like compositions for uh either solo piano or like I, I like small jazz group. Um, that's something that I've been looking into a lot. And I think that I would almost prefer just like, I don't know, touring with like a group doing mm-hmm. cool, playing cool music that I've written. Honestly, I think I would, ch- I'd, I'd choose that over just like composing and recording. Bruh, wait till this album drop. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm excited. Gonna, I'm excited. Is there yeah. so speaking speaking of performing? So is there, I mean, somewhere where people can have you released anything? Like, is there somewhere where people can hear what you played or maybe see um, videos of what you played? Yeah. So not at the moment, but I, I am working on it right now. I'm gonna have stuff like I mean on my Instagram. Not right now, but like there will be things. Uh, and then the goal is to at some point release like original music i have 
I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing because I have lots of different styles that I'm interested in. Yeah. And so, and, and like also finding a place to record can be difficult. So just like figuring out what I want to record and what I want to release is a whole thing that I need to figure out that I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, sure. that's, that's the goal. Sasha. Okay, cool. What are your, what are your thoughts on the music industry right now? Uh, Oh man, I feel like I'm not in it enough to really like have a good opinion. Uh, Just still, just like whatever. Yeah. That's not a good enough answer. No, no, it's not even (laughs) that. Just like, like what, from what, like, cause I mean, you can skim something and still be like, like vaguely what's yeah but what's your take um there are a lot of things about it that i don't like Mm. um but there are a lot of things about it that i do like um so i i like that now that people um with technology being a bigger thing now i like that more people have access to tools that let them make music just at home and make like professional grade music at their house i think that's really good that's a little less industry related um but i like that that can happen and that's um, actually flowed into the industry for sure yeah, yeah yes that's that's affected it a lot um yeah, yeah so i'm a, a big fan of that um what are the cons? Yeah, is there anything that just stands out to you? Is just like I just do not like that. Yeah. Um. There are things, uh, and I would tell you about them if I could think of like a single one right now. <laughs> I'm like blanking on it. No, I feel you. I'll put you yeah. on the spot with that question for sure. Yeah, I can. I'll get back to you with an answer. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you, do you guys have anything you don't like? Well, I was thinking, like, for me, <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> funny you yeah. ask. <laughs> well, I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let you go first for that one, and then. Oh, uh, you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess being being twenty seven. I forgot I was twenty seven. I was going to be twenty six. <laughs> wow. Um, I've seen a lot of a lot of different music, you know, come and go for sure. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of music that's being made that isn't meant to last mm-hmm. so that's the one thing that gets to me um it's like there's cool music but it's like it's trending music a lot of it is trending music you know so it's like people make songs for tiktok or they make certain songs for for like musically or something like that mm-hmm. so people dance to it but then it sort of dies off you know it doesn't have any like substance of course there's still there's still musicians out there and writers out there who are writing you know these timeless songs but i feel like they're not as um i don't know there's not as much love for them anymore it's it's like i just i want something that's hot that sounds good and that's really catchy that's it and And it's like like ages and it's just like not over and over and over again you know tiktok so i feel like it's very very like we're going through or we've been going through a big phase where it's just like we're trying to make the best music in the shortest amount of time possible that also won't probably last too long 
because it was, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know there's time that's put into these songs. There's time that's put into the music. Of course, like I work in a studio, I work with different music all the time, but it's like, I don't know. We just, we don't, we don't really have those, those songs maybe that were coming out, um, you know, like before the 2000s, where it was a lot of like, I don't know, just true emotion, you know? But like stuff was, you know, made with the message. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of how I I kind of I'm I'm kind of in that same realm of dislike where I feel like everyone's attention span has kind of just and dwindled yeah. to like three seconds <laughs> and like that's all they care about like if it's like if the first second isn't good then they're cutting it off it's mm-hmm. like nah you gotta you gotta sit and get into it like, a little bit you gotta, yeah, yeah you can't. I feel like everyone wants to say don't touch a book by its cover, but that's exactly what everyone does when oh, it comes yeah. to music now. So well, like, everybody judge a person by yeah, the picture. You know yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's like that. Like I feel, I feel, I exactly how you feel. Um, and what I was gonna say was we talked, we talked to Zoe yesterday, and she was talking. We were talking to her about you know, women in the music industry and like navigating through this predominantly, you know, male run industry and like trying to be heard and stuff like that. And she was saying like, um, she doesn't like that when they're, like when Queens of Noise was uh, introduced or whatever, it's like, oh, you guys are a cool girl band just like now we're just a just a band yeah it's almost like you're cool for a girl right you're cool for a girl band so like i think changing the narrative also by the way i feel like there should be more women in the industry period point blank period i think there should be more women in the industry more female producers i would love to see more female producers. Yeah, that's, that would be huge like thing. the best thing ever. I think there needs to be more guitar players in the industry because I feel like that's something that is a rare sight to see now. I feel like, like there's plenty of singers, yeah, but there's it's the plenty same of time, singers, you know? plenty of rappers there. <laughs> you, when's the last time you seen an acoustic guitar like played by someone yeah. that was the artist not someone in the background right. for the live performance but the actual like artists themselves like i feel like no one has popular music yeah like no one has anyone to look up to anymore i mean they do but it's like anyone can pick up a pencil and a pad it takes work to you know um do an instrument but i think that's what makes the instrument so worth it is because like you're a part of the these you know legends that like Jimi Hendrix where's the next Jimi Hendrix where's the next you know where are those people at which like uh so tie back to you like crazy you know (laughs) (laughs) but I think there are a lot of things that I would love to see change in the music industry definitely a narrative change a we were talking like it's definitely it's definitely happening I just wish that you know 
there was just a little bit more happening. And um, I wish music had a little less more to do with popularity now than it does, because everything, everything is a popularity contest because everyone wants to be somebody. I used to say it all the time. Everyone wants to be somebody, so nobody can be anybody, because like there's no support for anybody. Mm. I feel like there needs to be a just more support for you know people in the music industry that would that would be like the main thing well the main thing would be more women in the industry but yeah second would be more support well kind of it kind of makes me think of like in relationship to like sports Mm -hmm. it's like there's a certain level where you go pro and you get filthy rich you know Mm -hmm. like there's a certain level of music where you go pro and you get filthy rich you know yeah it's like there's a huge disconnect yeah and like on the in-between i guess um of course there's you know probably a lot of people that are like you know i guess we could consider middle class in in that uh you know in that scale Mm -hmm. um but you don't hear as much about them because they are the middle class or I mean, I guess there are a lot of people, I mean, especially nowadays that, you know, make music from their house where they just don't really want to be recognized. Yeah, they don't want to be, which like, I think is cool because like- Fame is a dream. Fame is is a different ball game and it's not for everybody. And even the people that wanted it will tell you they don't, they don't really want it no more because you, you, you give up privacy for, Mm -hmm. for publicity yeah crazy <laughs> yeah like but matthew's gonna be famous so yeah i'm just happy to be friends <laughs> you know yeah. he's gonna be he's gonna be the he's gonna be the matthew version of famous which i think will definitely be very chill because huh. i feel like that's the type of wave that i want to be on just make sure you know when you do like a really big concert and there's a lot of people out there. You say thank you, everybody. I appreciate you coming out because I'm really humble. disappear. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, make sure you tell everybody that you are humble. You know. Yeah, I mean that's definitely something. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Matthew always more humble. Matthew will always be like humble, man. Like Matthew's humble now, bro. <laughs> uh... <laughs> like, like, bro. He's yeah. like. But I'm saying, if you tell people you're humble, you know, then they know. Yeah, I feel like a better way of saying that though, because I feel like when you when you tell people you're humble, that's when they're like, "Hey, humble." A better I'm doing this benefit concert because I love I love y'all people, and I'm super humble. I make too much money, so I want y'all to have some. No. Um, speaking on like being famous and all, all this talk of like being famous and stuff like that where would you like to see your career in you know like it doesn't have to be a definite concrete thing because you know it's your freshman year of college right you're still figuring things out so navigating through the world like you just got this like this dump load of freedom you know so yeah. it's like where would you hope to see your career within the next five years? Or where do you see yourself when you retire? 
It's like 175 years from now, but okay. Um, uh, even like the next year, what would you like to, you know, be doing next year to the next five years? That's, yeah. So I feel like I would have a better answer if I was more sure of like what, um, I guess a more satisfying answer if I was more sure of like what I want to do. Uh, I feel like I'm so interested in so many things that one, I, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know which ones are going to end up being, if any, are going to be the ones that I sort of put the most time into, or I guess are more, or the most, (laughs) like the biggest part of my career or whatever. Um, I don't know. I know that I would at least like to see I don't know. I'd like to re- release some music. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say definitely. Like, that's that's a pretty good music. goal. Yeah, you know that's it's it's yeah. very doable too. You know, yeah. like it's so, everybody listening to this podcast right now that's wanting like, to release literally, some music. Uh, literally, if you don't, if you don't under, like when I tell y'all, he is like a god. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm serious. Uh, it's great. Magical. Um, I think like we're, we're at the end of the calendar, bro. This has been like one of the yeah. best conversations for sure. Oh, <laughs> and it wasn't this even was fun. <laughs> I feel like we could continue to talk yeah, we for a while. Go for yeah. a while more. Yeah. We wouldn't take yeah, We can, you know. I'm just gonna pause right here real quick, Matthew. Don't leave the call, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, end, I'm just gonna go ahead and end the podcast. But like, just pretend like <laughs> okay, this cool. didn't happen. But awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, um, it's been a great conversation. Definitely one of the faves. Uh-huh. Yeah, aside from Auntie, <laughs> just as Auntie. Um, yeah, man, we gotta, we gotta have you on more. Uh, just yeah. Just like I love talking to you. I love seeing like what you're doing with your you know, career. Your passion is your passion, and like not a lot of people can, mm-hmm. you know, stick with what they're doing. But like you are, you're making strides, and that's like, like I said, bro, coming yeah, admirable. Um, and if you find yourself wanting to uh, collaborate, let us know. Yeah, yeah I will. Literally. I will. Um, yeah. Yeah, bro. I look up to you, even though you're uh-huh. younger than me. You're seven feet tall, so I really yeah. look up to you. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but yeah, man. Um, let's get you on. You know, when you're. When yeah. You're, yeah. Right, Check back in in a year, six months. We'll see. Um, yeah. To learn more about Notes for Notes, check us out across all socials at Notes for Notes and at notesfornotes.org, where you can find info about our 23 studios across the country, as well as Notes for Notes Digital, which gives young artists the opportunity to work with producers and cut original tracks remotely from wherever they are. (laughs) 